Welcome to the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Today is Friday, March 10th, and happy 29th birthday to hip-hop artist Bad Bunny. I'm Doug Harding, and here are your top stories presented by Kia Mall of Georgia. Fred Cephas will make history as Gwinnett County's first black fire chief. We got our Gwinnett Sports Update presented by Tom Wage's Funeral Home. And we'll have five events to get you out there this weekend. Plus, longtime Gwinnett Stripers PA announcer and new voice of the Braves, Kevin Krause, joins the show to talk about his call-up to the big leagues. We'll have all of this and more on the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. We sat down with Lauren Livesay and Colin Cappy, second-generation employees of Kia Mall of Georgia, and asked them what makes Kia Mall of Georgia different. We are family-owned and operated. Um, We have been here for going on 29 years. We take everything to heart here, and um, all of our hard work is what we put into it as a family. Not every other business has that. Been here in Buford for 25 years, selling cars to anyone that wants one. The reasons why you would come to a small family in dealership, you get that sort of family experience. Kia Mall of Georgia, making a difference in the lives of their customers. Go see them on the lot at 4180 Buford Drive in Buford or visit them online at kiamallofgeorgia.com. Gwinnett County has a new fire chief and his appointment is making history for the department. Fred Cephas, who has been Gwinnett County Fire and Emergency Services Deputy Chief since 2020, was appointed by county commissioners to be the new fire chief on Tuesday. Cephas will be the county's first black fire chief in the department's nearly 52-year history. He will officially become fire chief on April 1st. Cephas will replace soon-to-be former Chief Russell Nick, who is leaving the fire department after about five years as chief, to take on a new role in the county administrator's office. Cephas is a native of Mobile, Alabama, and a U.S. Air Force veteran, having served as a Department of Defense aircraft rescue firefighter. He joined Gwinnett's fire department in 2001. He rose through the department's ranks over the years and served in a variety of capacities. Some of those capacities included strategic planning, accreditation management, operations, and a licensed polarographist. He then became deputy chief, making him the second highest ranking member of the fire department three years ago. Cephas earned his bachelor's and master's degree in business administration from Shorter University. Woohoo! I'm a college man! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! Last week, Georgia Gwinnett College counselors traveled to Collins Hill High School to offer seniors at the school a unique opportunity, an instant decision on admission. Called Instant Decision Day, these events allowed college hopefuls to meet with GGC admissions counselors who evaluate their transcript and help them fill out GGC application forms. Students who met GPA requirements are provided an instant admissions decision on the spot. 21 students were admitted to GGC at the Collins Hill event, which was held on March 2nd. GGC has offered more than 50 Instant Decision Day events to schools in Gwinnett County and Metro Atlanta since September with more to come, said Lisa Boone, GGC's Assistant Director of Admissions. Boone said the program has expanded this year to high schools as far east as Savannah and as far south as Valdosta. The school's future plans include expansion of the Instant Decision Day program to Georgia's border states. With the support of the University system of Georgia, GGC recently established a waiver so that students that border Georgia will pay in-state tuition. (laughs) 
And now community reporter Matt Golden joins us with five events to get you out there this weekend. Hello Gwinnett listeners, it's a beautiful March weekend and we have five things to get you out there this weekend. For additional events, please head over to the Gwinnett Daily Post community calendar. First off, you have UGA Gymnastics vs. Michigan. That will be Friday night at 7 p.m. at the Gas South Arena. The gymnastics meet between Georgia and Michigan, which was originally scheduled to take place in Athens, has been moved to Gas South Arena due to unexpected maintenance inside Stegman Coliseum. The competition will take place on Friday night, 7 p.m. Tickets can be purchased in advance online or at the arena ticket office. Fans who purchased tickets for the originally scheduled competition at Stegman Coliseum will be fully reimbursed. UGA students can get in for free with proof of a valid UGA student ID. For more information, please head over to georgiadogs.com. Saturday from noon to 5, it is the Taste of Swanee at Swanee Town Center Park. Presented by the North Gwinnett Dugout Club, this event is a fundraiser for the North Gwinnett High School baseball team. More than 30 local restaurants plus sponsors and vendors will participate in an afternoon of sampling appetizers and entrees and desserts from their menus. The event will also offer entertainment to please every palate, including a concert stage with live music and performances. The Kids Zone will include inflatable activities. After dining festival, goers can meet community partners and stroll through the artist market for arts and crafts from local artists. Tasting and activity tickets will be sold on site. For more info, head over to swanee.com. Sunday from 2 to 5 p.m., it is the Duluth Farmers and Artisan Market. At the Duluth Town Green, shop local vendors at Duluth's Farmers Market. You can shop local vendors there. The market features vendors who bring in seasoned local produce, baked goods, and other locally made food products. Purchasing locally grown means fresh-picked, nutritious, and flavorful produce for maintaining a healthy lifestyle. The Duluth Farmer's Market is also a fun place to shop for other homemade items such as jams, jellies, pickles, salsa, canned vegetables, honey, cut flowers, herbs, spices, homemade candles, soaps, lotions, pottery, baskets, and more. In addition to shopping with local vendors on the town green, there will be live music, themed photo ops, and free kids activities in Parsons Alley. For more info, head over to DuluthGA.net. Tonight at 8 p.m. and tomorrow night at 8 p.m., Aurora Comedy Nights presents Carlos Rodriguez at the Lawrenceville Arts Center. Carlos Rodriguez has performed in clubs and for major conferences across the country and international. He has worked with comedians such as Last Comic Standing winners John Reap, John Heffron, Josh Blue, Alonzo Bodden, and Mad TV's Pablo Francisco. He is a regular at the Punchline Comedy Club and he has just recorded a comedy special at the famous Dry Bar in Provo, Utah. For more information, head over to auroratheater.com. Today from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., it's the original Sewing and Quilt Expo at the Gas South Convention Center. Sewing, Quilting, Needle Arts, Original Sewing and Quilt Expo knows all about the care and feeding your creative lives. The expo is the the Expo is a place to find the latest and coolest techniques and products and learn new skills with cutting-edge education. It features classes and workshops, stage shows, runway fashion shows, how-to demos, incredible display galleries, and fabulous shopping. For more info, head over to SewingExpo.com. Hopefully some of those events piqued your interest and maybe I'll see you out there this weekend. Have a fun and safe weekend, Gwinnett County.
Piedmont Eastside Medical Center welcomed a new chief executive officer this week. The hospital, which is located in Snellville, announced on Wednesday that Larry Ebert became Eastside's new CEO on Monday. Ebert previously served as CEO at Piedmont Walton Hospital in Monroe for the last five years. He replaces Trent Lind, who had been Eastside CEO for more than seven years, but recently left to join community health systems in Franklin, Tennessee. Ebert had been with the Piedmont system since 2017, when he became the executive director of strategic operations at Piedmont Athens Regional Medical Center. He then became Piedmont Walton CEO in 2018. During his time at Piedmont Athens, Ebert oversaw the planning and execution of strategic efforts such as the coordination of a master facility plan as well as a key construction and renovation project on the hospital's main campus. And during his time at Piedmont Walton, Ebert oversaw that hospital's integration into the Piedmont system, worked on a creation of a joint program between the hospital and the nursing program at Athens Technical College's Walton campus, recruited primary care and specialty clinicians, tripled the hospital's medical staff, and launched an expanded new service lines. Ebert earned his bachelor's degree from Tennessee Tech University and his Master of Healthcare Administration from Louisiana State University. He and his wife are the parents of triplets Gavin, Preston, and Abigail. Hi, I'm Peggy with Peggy Slappy Properties. Our experienced realtors are ready to make the play and help you find your next home. Whether buying, selling, or renting, our winning team will help you navigate today's market. Call us today, 770-271-5555, or check us out online at psponline.com. Enriching lives one story at a time with over 40 years and counting. Everyone is worried about inflation, and for many on a fixed income, Tom M. Wages Funeral Service Prefunding Funeral Prearrangements allows you to beat inflation. Because we put your money in a trust, Tom M. Wages is able to guarantee your family will not have to pay the future costs of goods and services, regardless of how much it increases in the future. Prices will always go up. A sure way to save money and beat inflation is to prefund your prearranged funeral today. Let the family service professionals at Tom M. Wages in Snellville or Lawrenceville help you. Call Tom M. Wages at 770-978-3200 or email jim at wagesfuneralhome.com. Tom M. Wages, the most respected and requested funeral home in Gwinnett County. Discover the vivid palette of our world in Fernbank Museum's immersive and interactive exhibit, The Nature of Color. Step into a color-changing room, virtually paint, and grasp the meaning of color diversity as you explore how hues play roles in nature, emotion, science, and culture. Paint your world full of fun, beauty, and wonder for a limited time. Get tickets at fernbankmuseum.org color. And now, GDP Sports Editor Will Hammock joins us for our Gwinnett Sports Update, presented by Tom Wages Funeral Home. And we're back with Will Hammock, the editor of the Gwinnett Daily Post Sports section, for our Gwinnett Sports Update, presented by Tom Wages Funeral Home in Gwinnett. And, and Will, it's always a fun weekend around this time of year because it's it's state championship time for basketball, both boys and girls. Yeah, definitely. We, we talked earlier about how Dominic Gwinnett has been in 7A girls basketball with, with three of the four final four teams and, and five of the eight top eight teams there in 7A. Uh, and, and Brookwood and Norcross are the two teams left standing there on the girls' side. 
uh, which kind of makes sense. Brookwood's number one in the state. Norcross is number two in the state uh, and the defending state champion. So I think the two uh, most accomplished teams made it there to the final. So we'll see how that one plays out. Norcross is playing really good defense right now. Um, over the last 12 games, they have a 12-game winning streak. They're holding opponents to 33 points a game. Um, they really locked down in the semifinals in the second half. They held Buford to uh, 17 points in the second half and to a season low in points. So defense is going to be a big part of what they get done. Uh, offensively, Janai Akins and uh, Tweedy Charlton are kind of their two two scores that get them going. Uh, and uh, they're going to face up with a Brookwood team that's really accomplished. They're in the finals for the first time. Uh, Brookwood's 30-1. and one. Uh, has not lost since December 2nd, so they're really rolling right along. A really talented team in a lot of ways. And, of course, uh, they're led by Diana Collins, uh, Ohio State recruit. She's uh, maybe a Miss Georgia basketball-type candidate. She's really good. Uh, she's going to power that team offensively, but she's got a lot of help around her. Uh, Jade Weatherby, uh, Danielle Osho are big-time players. So I think it's going to be a great matchup and a, a fun one to watch. Yeah, I think that will be a really good game. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And, you know, either, either way, you get a Gwinnett team bringing a title back. The other one we're going to look at is the Hebron girls against Lumpkin County. Yeah, they've really had a dominant season. They're undefeated, 31-0, uh, number one in the state. Uh, and Hebron has Lumpkin County in the finals. Lumpkin's number three. I think the biggest game for, for Hebron was that semifinal game against number two Wesley, and both those teams are very good. Of course, both Gwinnett teams. So Hebron's the, uh, really having a great season, and, and Jan Azar, their coach, is on a really impressive run. She's uh, she's coached in 21 of the last 23 state title games, uh, 23 seasons she's been a head coach. So she's used to being at this level. Won 14 state titles, 13 at Wesleyan, and one at Hebron. Uh, she's been in Hebron four years. So with her and the current Hebron seniors, they're 116 and nine. So almost a 93% winning percentage. Uh, won a state title, have a state runner-up, and a Final Four finish already. And uh, hoping to add another state title to that list, so two state titles in four seasons. And I think they have a pretty good chance of doing it. They have a, a deep, talented team. It's uh, probably going to overwhelm Lumpkin there in the finals. That's, I mean, that's just an incredible to to finish your four year career with about a ninety three percent winning percentage. That's just, I mean, that's that's almost unheard of, and I think it really speaks to Gwinnett County just as a whole. That you know, you go to some counties and you've got maybe one or two high schools that are powerhouses at certain sports. Feels like Gwinnett has just great talent and great teams all over the county, and this kind of shows that. You know, you've got your public schools like Brookwood and Norcross doing it, and then you've got private like Hebron that can do it. And it just shows that how much talent is really across this county. Yeah, definitely. And girls basketball is a sport that's really kind of taken off. I'd say probably in the late 90s, uh, basketball really took it to the next level on the girls' side. And uh, it was one year in the early 2000s where Gwinnett had a champion in four different classifications in girls basketball. And just uh, year in, year out, you're going to see some of the best teams and the best talent. Uh, as far as players, and then the best coaches here in Gwinnett and girls basketball. Absolutely, and it should be it should be a fun weekend down in Macon, and just always always a great time with that. We'll head over to baseball. The baseball season kind of getting getting going as we're closing out basketball. And uh, Grayson's head baseball coach Jed Hickson picked up a big win this week. Yeah, I wanted to say congrats to Jed. He's uh, one of the one of the good guys in Gwinnett County baseball. Really well liked over there. He's been at Grayson. Uh, now, since 2012, he's promoted to head coach. Uh, he was assistant at Grayson and then assistant at Cula before that. Coached for 24 years, but he's really built a great program over there at Grayson. He's, uh, he won his 200th game uh, this past week. And like I said, just a great guy. He grew up in this area, went to Stone Mountain High School, uh, played college baseball at Georgia State. So a local guy, a great milestone. It was pretty special to get it. One of his uh, pitchers, Jason Barber, pitched a no-hitter in his 200th win. So made that, made that 200th win pretty memorable for him. 
That is definitely a way to get your 200th win with a no hitter and, and definitely sounds like a guy that, you know, has, has been very involved in the, in the Metro Atlanta baseball scene for years and exciting to see him continue this and, and what he's built at Grayson. And, you know, kind of like we've talked about with football and talked about with basketball, Gwinnett County baseball, it's, it's, I expect to see a few state, state title contenders coming out of there as well. Yeah, for sure. And year in, year out, you're going to see probably double figure the guys playing professional baseball from the county and uh, uh, countless guys playing minor league baseball, college baseball. And it's, uh, it's definitely where the scouts come from the pro level and the college level to see talent. Absolutely. Just just so much, so much coming out of Gwinnett. And it's, it's always exciting. Well, Will, always a pleasure having you on and look forward. Hopefully we're talking about a couple of state championships next week and uh, just to, just to be a good week for basketball. Yeah, let's hope so. We'll talk to you soon. 16 doctors of osteopathic medicine students and faculty members exchanged their Christmas holidays for a mission trip to Guatemala where they impacted the lives of almost a thousand patients. First, second, and third year DO students, along with a DO student from the PCUM South Georgia campus, staffed several clinics located near Antigua, some in remote mountainous areas. Donald Penny, MD, the chair of the Clinical Education and Clinical Professor of Emergency Medicine at PCM Georgia, served as a chief medical officer for the trip arranged through International Medical Relief, a nonprofit mission organization headquartered in Colorado. According to first-year DO student Alice Manning, their trip to Guatemala was an amazing and eye-opening experience. She explained that each clinic had several stations, including triage, community education, healthcare, and dentistry. In the community education area, Manning enjoyed informing patients about proper hand washing techniques and hygiene, along with providing information about diabetes and dentistry. Manning shared that she used many skills learned in medical school, including taking patients' histories and vitals and using osteopathic manipulative medicine. She used OMM for neurological motor exams, upper extremity range of motion tests, special tests for carpal tunnel syndrome, and diagnosing rotator cuff strains. She noted that a highlight of the trip was using a pocket ultrasound to a pregnant woman who could see her baby for the first time. During the trip, the students' routine included debriefing sessions each day after clinics to discuss issues related to the day's work. Some of the students used their free day to hike Pacaya, an active volcano. Manning was fascinated to see a local cooking a pizza on top of lava at the volcano's peak. At the Southwest Gwinnett Chamber's first Friday breakfast for March, the organization honored Norcross High School's Corbin Blum with its monthly character award. The award was created to recognize outstanding students whose attitudes and actions embody the organization's mission, passion, and the commitment to excellence and community action. Blum serves as a council service chair on the school's Student Leadership Council and has been selected for several academic honor societies. He participates in karate, ultimate frisbee, band, and golf, and serves as a camp counselor during the summers. He looks forward to attending college. During the presentation, Blum was joined by his parents, James and Christina Blum, and Norcross High School principal, Will Bishop. The Gwinnett Daily Post is giving away a family four-pack of tickets to Fernbank Museum. Call 404-997-8655 and leave a voicemail for your chance to win four tickets to go to Fernbank.
want to welcome and also congratulate Kevin Krause. He is the brand new PA announcer for the Atlanta Braves. And Kevin, thanks for joining us. And this has got to be really, really exciting for you. It really is. When I started doing this job, when I was, gosh, I was 25 when I started. It's hard to believe. Doing the Braves was certainly a dream, but it was certainly never like, oh, I'm going to do this thing in 10. I'm going to do the Braves in 10 years. Like, I was just doing it for fun at the time. And uh, I put in the work. And uh, just like a, like a journeyman player in, in, the, in the minors getting called up after a decade, it's, it's just like dream come true for sure. So I was looking over the Braves roster and the pronunciations, they're fairly easy. I guess uh, that that's a good thing for you, right? It's really not. Uh, a funny story though, Ozzy was with us for a little while and this was before we got, is it, is it Albies or is it Albies? Like we, <laughs> and it wasn't on a pronunciation guide and then no one could tell me the right answer. So I went with Albies for the first few weeks that he was there and he never said anything. So, but then it came out later. It's like, you know, it's actually Albies. So I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. So I said one of our top prospects named wrong for several weeks. That's fine. That's, yeah, <laughs> but no one told he's, me. He's not going to do anything. Well, it could be a whole lot worse. You could be the PA announcer for the Milwaukee Bucks and all the names they have on their roster to try to pronounce. Onto the Kumpo. I practice just in case I find myself in the NBA sometime, but on, <laughs> yeah, Giannis onto the Kumpo. Ah, very nice. You know, I stumbled on that name about 400 times before we started talking. But you're moving on from Gwinnett, but there's going to be a whole lot more people in Truist Park. So getting ready for your first game, how many times have you gone through it that there's going to be so many more people there? Well, I do I do have kind of a, a small advantage because I was pegged to do a few games to the Braves last year. So I do have a little bit of experience at Truist Park, just not a ton. But as far as, you know, the buildup for opening day this year, I'm, I'm definitely excited for sure. But people ask me if I'm nervous. I said, no. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I will be as we get closer to the day. But at the end of the day, it's just a baseball game. I, I know there's a lot more people there and there's a lot more people paying attention to you. But once the first pitch goes, it's just, you know, it's just calling a baseball game. It's really not that different from doing a stripers game. Just the the buildup, the hoopla before the, before the game starts is just a little bit more. That's all. But it's going to be similar to the stripers, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And and especially this year, I know that they're starting the uh, the, the pitch clock is new this year, which is something that we did last year in the minors. They started that last year in the minors, and that was it. Certainly took a little a little while to get used to. But for a while, that was the biggest difference between doing a, a minor league game and a and a major league game was was the pitch timer and things that they were they were experimenting with in the minors to see if they could use it in the majors. But now that they're pretty much doing all the same stuff, I mean, no, I know they're not doing robot umpires yet in the majors like they're mm. doing in the minors this year. But there's really not that much of a difference, to be honest. Now nah, you can't have those robo umpires because you know the players need somebody to yell at during the game. <laughs> and as someone, I actually, um, I did umpire for one year when I was in college. So I did feel some kind of way about them trying robot umpires <laughs> because as a former umpire myself, it just made me feel icky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But going back to the pitch clock, now the games are going to be a lot shorter. You have to be more on the ball than probably you normally would. So. Definitely. Yeah. You can't be hanging on your phone. Like, you know, can't be, oh, this is a, this is a, a pitcher that takes forever against a hitter that takes forever. I got I got a good five minutes. I can hang out on my phone and not watch the game. No, we got to be, we got to be ready to go every batter now. 
<laughs> which is which is nice. I mean, we had games going routinely two hours ten minutes last year in Gwinnett. It was it was bizarre. Like especially in June July, you start a game at seven, the sun goes down at nine thirty, the game ends. It's still light outside. It's just really bizarre. I guess imagine having Greg Mannix back on the mound for the Braves because, you know, he was notorious for a very quick game. You know, he was in and out. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he yeah. would have he would have I mean, he was a master as, as it was anyway. But if you put him in today's game, I believe he would absolutely dominate. He'd win 400 games, I bet. <laughs> so now that you're the Braves' new announcer, how has your life changed? Have you know people come back saying, "Hey, uh, you remember me? We were in the same first grade class." Any good stories? Uh, definitely people asking for tickets. I can't help with that. I I don't have any access to tickets. They they know. I I don't think they were totally serious, but yeah, it's like yeah. By the way, I'll come see if you get me to some tickets. As far as people coming out, like people I haven't seen in twenty twenty five years, definitely. I had people reach out that I went back, I went to school with back in kindergarten that friended me on Facebook and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, like I noticed what's going on and I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm really proud of you. And, uh, I hope that we can, you know, reconnect really soon. And that's, that's been really nice. Yeah, that is really nice. I guess when you get to that level in your career that you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork, but it's nice to hear that it's been a really positive experience thus far. Definitely. I've, I've really enjoyed the process and between you and me, I'm just glad the process is over. It was a, it was a long four months because I, I put in the application back in November. So it was, it was definitely a long four months of seeing, you know, what was going to happen with this. I mean, that's amazing. 500 people. I can imagine that all sorts of different people tried out for this, you know, young people, kids, even, you know, people that are just, you know, wanted to do something for fun. I did have one person reach out and said they were, they just wanted to reach out and like they were one of the 500 or they just wanted to try and they were proud of themselves for doing so. And I reached back out and said, absolutely. I, it was an honor to compete against you. Yeah. Being selected out of, out of 500 people is something that I'm very, very humbled about. I'm never going to take it for granted. I'm extremely, extremely lucky and privileged to have this job. And I never for for one minute thought it would be 500 people coming out for this job. That's that's insane. Uh, what was it like 15 years ago? The Atlanta Thrashers were looking for a new PA announcer. Did you happen to audition for that one? Thrashers, no. That's that's a little bit – I mean, I was definitely here, and I'm a big-time hockey fan. I'm a friend of Steve Craig, by the way. Yeah, I wor I worked with him for a while with the Gladiators, and I was just in awe. But uh, no, I was I was still uh, middle school and high school when the oh. when the Thrashers were around. So I didn't I didn't get the chance. But I I have PA'd several Gladiator games, and and doing hockey is 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 a blast. Like yeah, it's, there's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with hockey, it's a whole lot more fast paced than baseball. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I actually, I PA'd and I also played their music for a while too. And, and for both jobs, you've got to be quick. And that's actually where I learned how to think quickly and react quickly doing sports. Because up until that point, I'd only done soccer and baseball, mm -hmm. which is, those are two sports you can be a little bit more laid back in. But doing hockey really, really taught me a lot as far as, you know, Oh gosh, you got to be thinking ahead for certain situations. Like if this situation happens, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Things like that. I really learned a lot doing hockey. And what about rugby? You've done some games for that. I mean, I, most people don't even really follow rugby or know much about it. 
and before we go any further, I know we were talking about pronunciations earlier. Doing rugby. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's a fun uh, sport with pronunciations. Uh, luckily, there's a lot of South African names, a lot of a lot, a lot of uh, names from other cultures that you that you do when you do rugby. Luckily, I've got a good coach that helps me through that. Uh, but doing rugby is a blast. I, I started doing them last year. They're a part of Major League Rugby, which is, I believe, this is their sixth season. So they're still relatively new. But I'm amazed at how at how quickly it's growing. They they added a new team this year, so it is growing. And I actually, like everyone else, before I started doing it last year, I didn't know anything about rugby other than you couldn't pass the ball forward. So that's all I knew about it. So like a week before the first game, I just I Googled the rules <laughs> and the terminology. <laughs> uh, so I didn't sound like I had no idea what I was doing for my first game. But it's been a blast. And, and the staff there is they know that I didn't know what time they've helped me through it. And uh, this is my second season now. and it's It's been great. So do you have another job besides this? I do have a day job. The plan is to stay there for now as long as they'll have me. They do know that uh, you know I'd have to you know leave early for game days, and they're being flexible so far. It just depends on how much sleep I get, and if I can take the the mental health side of things of you know only getting X amount of sleep uh, during baseball season. But uh, I would love to keep both jobs for sure. Well, hopefully there's not going to be any 18 any games that end at three in the morning. Then you got to get up at six o'clock. Well, they're trying their best not to get away from those, too. They got the runner at second base to start extra innings, and they made that permanent now. So ho- hopefully they're they're really hoping no more 18-inning games, but I'm right there with them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love baseball, but 18 innings, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a bit much, 18 innings. Well, April 6th, you get uh, your first official game as the official PA announcer against the Padres. But maybe think of this, if the Braves win a World Series, don't you get a ring? I think Casey got one. So if Casey right. got one two years ago, then I would hope that I would get one. If they win a World Series my first season there, I'm going to say I've been here the entire time. Where, 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 where Why did you reach it out earlier? <laughs> Excellent. Kevin, it has been great talking with you. Uh, We've been talking with Kevin Krause, the brand-new PA announcer for our Atlanta Braves. And the first game that he'll be calling is April 6th against the San Diego Padres. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Doug. Thanks for having me on. It's hockey time in the A. The Atlanta Gladiators return to Gas South Arena for another season of huge hits. Incredible goals. Lands down for Oliver. Oliver shoots and rebound loose. They score! And wild celebrations. Head over to AtlantaGladiators.com to get your tickets today as we celebrate 20 years of Atlanta Gladiators hockey. The Atlanta Gladiators, Atlanta's hockey team. Again, Kylie gets it back. Near side, Vitelli. He shoots and scores! Are you looking for your next big job or just wanting to improve your work situation? Here's a great opportunity. Gwinnett County is having a Career From Here hiring event March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center at 6400 Sugarloaf Parkway in Duluth. Bring your resume and dress for success. Apply for jobs from animal services, engineering, IT, to all sorts of trades. Gwinnett County offers competitive pay, benefits, paid training, and more. You can also apply in advance online at GwinnettCountyJobs.com. The Career From Here hiring event, Friday, March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth.
Thanks again for listening to today's Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa flash briefing or your Google Home briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Doug Harding, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden. And Jin Rei Zhang, Video Producer. All rights reserved.